Greetings and welcome everyone. It's All You Can Geek Gamescast, episode 362. I'm one of your hosts, Jim Gass, joined by Mike Sini. What's up? Corey Feinside. Greetings. And Tony Korkanakis. Yo. Yo. Welcome listeners and viewers to episode 362. Uh, we are in the first day of uh, Tokyo Game Show, so we don't have a lot of news yet. We're hoping they get more released. We were just talking about that before we started hitting record. Uh, but we do have like a couple things to talk about from that. Uh, today and maybe if we have time we can get into the fall preview of um, what November or December this year because we talked about September October already for games uh, so we'll we'll see what we can get into here uh, let's kick it off with um, let's kick it off with Toys R Us how about that I had to put this on here I didn't know where to put it could have gone on movies I guess but Toys R Us makes more sense here yeah Toys R Us filing for bankruptcy they filed for bankruptcy actually what am I saying it's done uh, yeah. that that company but, I is, mean is it so is it Toys R Us and Babies R Us the same entity? Because I mean, yeah, it yeah. seems like Babies R Us is like killing it. Babies R Us is more profitable than the I Toys R Us. I would just imagine because like they just keep like, like, like just taking over Toys R Us. Well, babies always need clothes, and kids probably don't have toys as much. That's the thing. Like well, kids, yeah. kids aren't playing with as many toys. Like <laughs> I mean, I can tell you from my nephew. My nephew does not play with toys. He plays video games, yeah. and he's eight years old. Yeah. No. So I mean, because the thing is, like, honestly, like, you look at some of the, the prices of toys. Like, I mean, you know, I on and off, you know, collect a, like some Lego sets or you know Transformers that yeah. catches my eye. But like, the thing is, they're expensive as shit. Oh, yeah. Like, um, like fifteen to twenty dollars for a decent one. Like, I could buy a video game, you know, like a, a greatest hits or whatever you want to call it, for just about the same amount, and you get like near infinite replayability. Um, yeah. You know, depending. That's the thing. Well, like, I mean, Lego, like, re, like near infinite replayability with a Lego set too. Well, just, maybe, you know, but imagination. Yeah, but you can't play that with your friends as easily online. No, yeah. and and like you gotta look at it this way. Like, it, it's sixty dollars for a Lego set nowadays. With like, you go to Star Wars Lego, but I mean, it's. I mean, the shelf space too. They were yeah. Just like the amount of room it takes up in your household right. is, is a Plus, lot. Plus, have you stepped on a Lego? Yeah, oh, have no, you constantly. stepped on a Lego? Hurts a hell of a lot more than stepping on a disc. <laughs> uh, Unless you yeah. break that disc. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. But it's like fifty dollars. No. Um but yeah, so that that's not good. Uh it's bad it's sad news actually. Toys R Us was like yeah. my childhood there. But uh yeah, I have, yeah, I have that, memories of like super exciting to like just see it or go in there. Uh but even like this part of the cyclical nature of these things is like this demand like goes down like toys aren't as good as they used to be either. well there's a lot to, that are brought back uh, out i would argue that they, they've I, brought I, a lot of the old are... toys back out i mean teddy x-men just hit the uh the like about foot tall like special edition like uh dolls that came out when uh star wars reissue came out in 97 and stuff those yeah, ones I mean... Like nothing has been like that ever since. I think and most those, of the toy like, sales now are, are toy collectors. Expensive, yeah. but they weren't super crazy. Yeah, and it's like they were for collectors, but like kids also could play with them. Like you could buy them that way too if you felt the need. And like there's just not stuff of that quality anymore out there. I don't think in like normal toy store shelves. Yeah. Well, I think the problem with Toy Store Us is just. There's too many competitors out there. It's, that a, it's just, an outdated it, model. You can't have yeah. a special. Well, I would make the argument that all retail stores are an outdated model. I mean, they're all good. They're Which, all in trouble. Yeah, but I mean, if you're gonna go to a toy store, you could gotta go to Target and Walmart and have like your shopping for your food and get a and toy clothes. for your kid. And at the same, yeah, kid, like your 
you know, you got everything there in one stop, and that's yeah. what really Plus, is killing like these specialties. Their prices pieces. are going to be cheaper. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. the thing is, like, Toys R Us are consistently priced higher than most other chains, unless there's, like, a sale or a clearance. Like, I, again, I know if I go to Target or Walmart, trans- like, the, the, the deluxe models of Transformers are probably going to be about nine ninety nine for the most part. depends on the season. Uh, you go to Toys R Us, and, like, that same toy is going to be fourteen ninety nine. It's like, I'm paying a 33% markup for fucking no reason other than the step foot into a fucking store that hasn't been updated since like 2000 yeah just, so i'm just i'm just surprised though like toys r us and and babies r us are going in the yeah. bankruptcy because yeah. i always thought babies r us was killing it they seem to be like i thought it really was well. will remain open but they are in bankruptcy. i still i still like remember the days of like when i would go to toys r us as a kid it was like literally christmas whenever we decided to yeah. go just mm-hmm. i remember like I don't know. Just the video game section just had this allure because um, they had like got to get those case- tickets, man. Yeah, the Pull tickets, them tickets. <laughs> and just like it had like glass cases for displays and stuff, and it was just like awesome because you're like, oh man, look at all this variety, and you know, as a kid, you're like, I'll never be able to play all these video games, and now it's just like, yeah, I don't yeah, even. I want mean, to back play in the it's just like in that um your that console world book they talked about, you know how yep. how major and like how impactful Toys R Us was to like. They, they always got the oh, biggest yeah. orders. They always got the most yep. source uh, stock and stuff. So yeah, yeah. Um, one of the guys I follow on uh, Twitter, uh, Daniel Ahmad. Uh, he's at uh, Z Huge yeah. EX. Yeah, he's a you know, pretty big analyst and stuff like that. And I, I can't find the tweet right now, but he said something like back in nineteen, I don't know, around nineteen ninety or so. Like Toys R Us was the number two video game retailer in the country with like whatever percentage market share and these days it's like not even a full percent i think or barely more than a percent it's just it's kind of sad know, i mean i don't think of toys r us at all when i think of mm-hmm. video games anymore oh. i mean i remember buying my nintendo 64 at toys r us and like getting the ticket going like all right go over there to pick up your thing and you had to go to like a different section where they handed it to you it was, oh know. i mean i used to work at toys r us back when i was in high school and i remember we had this stupid ticket system and mm-hmm. this, is, this is the season when pl- the playstation 2 came out i remember like printing out the tickets for the playstation 2 system that we got in which is barely more than like probably 10 going to the, the station and like putting the tickets in the sleeve of <laughs> yep. playstation 2 and then walking back and i had literally people like running after me and I'm like oh my god like this is disgusting and then mm-hmm. i remember actually some dude threatening like physically threatening me to sell him a fucking PlayStation 2. I'm like, I don't have any. Like, literally, I don't have any. If it was allowed, I would take you back in here so you could see that there are no damn PlayStation 2s. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, crazy yeah. shit. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, let's move on to other news. Um, Epic Games accidentally enables cross-network play on uh, Fortnite. for between That's between PS4 and Xbox One users. This was over the weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in, interesting mistake, I would say. Uh, I like but Phil the, Spencer. Phil Spencer yeah. says he wishes they left it on, obviously. Uh, <laughs> but um, Sony, no comment, I guess. Yeah, I mean it, the technology's there, and we all said before Sony's the one that's going to block it. I mean, it's it's. It's not even that they're blocking no it. They're they're preventing the it, like it's there. Yeah, they're then. blocking it's, it. Well, it's there in the games. No, it's on. They had them turn it off. Yeah, so I guess that's a block. They are but blocking it. Yes, but I mean, like, blocking they it, are, like, firewall-wise, I think of blocking, but it's not. Like, they're just telling them, like, cease and desist well, they kind are of thing. Blocking, they are blocking it from happening for the consumer. Mm. They're stopping it and preventing the consumer from take, being able to use the feature that 
you know, would just be it's super there. friendly. For yeah, everyone. it's there. Like I didn't realize that it was that something that easily. Like it's in yeah, that apparently. Thing. I mean, yeah. And like even like the Rocket League dev said, yeah, we could do it, no problem. And it's like there for between PC and stuff, and it's there between Xbox and, and you know PC. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, because. Sony says no. Obviously, it won't work for every game, but for a lot of games, this would work. And we've talked about this before, how great of a feature this would be. Uh, and it's all, like, on the server side base, too. I mean, it's like, that's the real thing. It's like, Epic built it, so, like, they're all talking to the servers, and it just so happens the servers are the same place, I guess, and they forgot to, like, implement this one little code. It's like, oh, hey, whoops. Hey, guys, you're all playing together. Yeah. Uh, I do like that mistake, because it let people experience that. I think that's really cool to hear. Like, I think that's awesome... Uh, yeah, granted, may, maybe it legitimately was a mistake, but the gates are I, open. I hope it was like, a, let's just flip the switch yeah. and ask for forgiveness. It's, right a little... <laughs> yeah. it's like it definitely, it definitely let people go. This is really cool. Now that now the talk's back in the news again because it died down, uh, yeah. and now it's back. Well, it's funny though because it, it, people figured it out and they weren't cool with it when it was happening <laughs> because they were like, "What the fuck? These people are like teaming up, and you can't be doing this shit." Like, and they like this guy was trying to spam like him like BM messages. And he couldn't because he wasn't on Xbox. <laughs> and he's like, so then he opened up his PSN app. And he's like, holy shit, this guy's on PSN? What the fuck? That's and amazing that's to figure that out. Yeah, that, that's amazing. <laughs> I was wondering how they figured that out. So, and it's cool news, though. No, uh, I hope, hopefully, people put the heat on Sony again. Yeah, because let's, I mean, let's, they, again, they don't have the incentive because they have the install base advantage. Yeah. And, uh, yep. Just, just wait a couple months when... Um, Nintendo's moving uh, right now, and that's why I wanted to mention real quick, is, like, Nintendo stock's now at its, uh, not all-time high, but highest since 08. Uh, <laughs> and their system is selling very well competing with them. 5% but, since Tokyo Game Show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's doing very well. It really is. Oh, and they had that... that uh, first direct. of all, first of all, that prediction, come on. 130 million... Was it 130 or 120 million consoles by 2020? 130. 130. In, in five years? No. Yeah. Uh, so, normally I would say no, but... Um, Reading into it, there's news that they're re-entering the Chinese market um, using Tencent. And if, need, for like, people who don't know that quali- Tencent, they, need they are like hardware. one of the largest companies in the world in terms of video games. Like they are, oh, they're yeah. the people that own like Riot Games slash League of Legends. They have fucking money. Um, <laughs> so they, they get like, another that, ma- factory to manufacture these things. I mean, that's what I'm wondering. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Be- well. I mean, if they're making it's, them in China to sell in the Chinese market, because the thing is, like, they're a little different, so they're definitely gonna have to do something different. I'm only talking China. about like supply. I'm not even talking about if the if the supply theoretically supply is there. Supply is gonna get easier, Jim. Not gonna get harder. Yeah, supply gets easier. And uh, and like, so hold on. Let me let me just finish this this Chinese thing. So Tencent is again like the number one publisher, like where what do you call it in Asia? Like they make insane games. Like they make mobile games that like that. Um, MOBA clone that they showed off on the Switch is like one of the highest grossing apps on the App Store uh, over in you know the Asian market. Um, so it's fucking crazy. So that deal um, combined with the fact that Nintendo is going to leverage them for the Chinese market because their games appeal to the existing Chinese gamers um, can potentially open up a big market for them. And I would point to PlayStation 4 sales and it being so good this generation because they re-entered the Chinese market. Yeah, the Chinese market has been very good. I mean, and that's and that's how they're. Uh, outpacing the PS2 still. I mean, they really are. They're at 60.4 million consoles sold, which is pretty impressive for the PS4. Uh, right. It's a great comeback for them considering the PS3 days, which right. still sold very well. But yeah. So I think 130 yeah, is still, still, still high. It's still high. It's still high. 100 million consoles, I think, is is 
is in the it could be there 85 between 80 and 100 is something that you can say they can hit uh if they keep growing the way they're growing um so i don't know but it's, it's very good to hear and that's just tying that in with with what we're talking about with cross network play yeah. forcing sony to play ball might be it, it, it competition is a good thing we've talked about this yeah, and absolutely. this is why and this is why so if um, microsoft can't provide the competition at least somebody else can do it right and then you just look at like the Nintendo like the successful systems they have, um, and especially if you look at the handhelds like the 3DS. Uh, I mean that stumbled out of the gate. It really did. I mean we talked about like I didn't even own one. Free games because yeah, you got you got ten free games. Shit show it was right, um, and that system because Nintendo literally threw everything at it. Price drop, you know, rushed like high quality software to the market. It's on uh, course to do seventy plus million units, uh, and that's with a weak uh, American market just because you know the. I- iPhone, Android market blew up. Um, so Switch is on trajectory to outpace the 3DS right now. So, I mean, 70 million to me is like kind of like the floor. Um, but you look at how many revisions the, the 3DS had. I mean, you had the, the 3DS, 3DS XL, uh, the 2DS, the new, uh, 3DS. new 3DS, and a new 3DS XL. And now you have the new 2DS XL. Yes. I mean, like, you look at all those revisions. Plus all the freaking special, like, special editions. Zelda, Mario's. Yep, and yep exactly. So, and, I mean, the Switch is just tailored for that. I mean, I, I, I'm still standing by my statement. But this time next year, we will have another iteration dude, of the Switch. Dude, the Joy-Cons are going to, like, the custom Joy-Cons have to start, like, rolling out. Like, oh, dude. I mean, I they're mean, just dipping their... Toe in the water oh, yeah. right now with well, the fucking just just um colors, just, just just rip off Microsoft entirely with this. Get yeah, that design but, lab together and oh yeah, I guarantee you yeah. we see that. I mean, they're kind of already moving towards that market. I, I think I posted it in Slack a couple weeks ago, but I think it was one of those quiet days. Um, in Japan, actually, when you order from the Nintendo website, you can actually choose the color of each Joy-Con you want your system to come with. Yeah. So they're definitely heading down that path. And I mean, we're not even outside the first year, and there's already you know uh, the grays. The red and blue, like neon blue, neon red, uh, the neon yellows, uh, neon green, neon pink, um, Mario red. Uh, So, I mean, that's seven colors, right? We're not even outside the first year. Um, I guarantee you there's probably going to be a Zelda-themed one at some point. Uh, Probably a Metroid-themed one for Metroid Prime 4 uh, next year, Jim. (laughs) But uh, the thing is, too, is like, I mean, you even look at, like, their Switch Pro Controller, and they're doing so many variations of that. They've already done a yeah, two like one. They're doing one for, right? right they're doing, they're, yeah. Uh, they're doing one for Xenoblade. So, you know, again, they're probably just going to do it for everything. And just, yeah, yeah. Printing money. Printing money. Merchandising. All right. Um, Which, by the way, those fucking Mario Red ones look freaking sick. I might have to get them somehow. Because, like, the neon reds, the neons are okay, but, like, yeah, I don't the like Mario Red yeah. Of what? The neon or the neons? I'm not a big fan of neons. Yeah, I'm not a fan no, of neons. Neither. Uh, you have the neons, Jim. No, no. I, I thought you meant the yellows. I didn't like the neon yellow. No, I'm talking about the neon colors in general. Oh, I I like my blue and red. I have my uh the opposite step thumbsticks now with those yeah, those yeah. grips you gave now, me. Now, since we're just on on the subject, um, since you have the the neon colors, Jim, and, and I know you said you've brought it to like your your work to like play it on mm-hmm. lunch. Yeah, I was playing a little bit of Mario today for that, yeah. Yeah. Do, do people ever come up to you and, like, identify what you're doing, like, just based on the colors with the marketing or anything like that? Has anybody said no. anything to you? Uh, it's in my office. Okay. It's in my office, so. Oh, okay, so yeah. you wouldn't have an opportunity. Okay, I got you. Because I brought it to my work a couple times and played on my break and lunch, and um, people have actually come up to me and like, oh, you playing the Switch? I'm like, yeah, you want to play, like, around a Mario Kart, I guess, or something like that? Hmm. So, it works, but. Cool. There you go. Uh, you didn't have, you're not invited to any rooftop parties yet, though? 
Mm, not yet, okay. but uh, right. there's no rules really. To that Amanda, to. what was her name? They called her. God, what was her Nancy? name? Nancy? Yeah, maybe it's Nancy. We'll go to Nancy. Mm. <laughs> or no, no, Karen. It was Karen. 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 <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Capcom. Um, giving them their yeah, light of day. Why? why? We're giving them power if we talk about them. All right. This is, but okay, did you let's say, go. Jim, like, to name it gives it power? I, those, those I'm not words. naming that one game, but I'm just telling you that, like, this this is bullshit, what they did with this collector's edition. This, um, First of all, what they did with MVC Infinite, which is now out, it's getting okay reviews. The, the fighting system, they say, is pretty good. Um, but the character selection, first of all, we're never going to see X-Men in this game, which, you know, is ridiculous because Wolverine has been one of the most popular characters to be played, and so is Cyclops and Gambit. Those I, mean, been... I disagree. I disagree with you. I think we do see it because there's going to be a. I think that this is going to be a lukewarm reception, and sales are probably going to be down, and they're saving the X Men to be like, bam, DLC pack, pick up this fucking game finally, guys. Like yeah, here you I mean, go. The first Woo! DLC pack doesn't. I mean, it's got Venom in it, but right, right. I, I, I know, I know, but I'm just saying, like in it three won't months, be six for months, a long time. Yeah. Um. That collector's edition, though, the, the 180 that they pulled, the old switcheroo on uh, the, the collector's box. Now, what was shown was a bunch of rocks that had glowing uh, orbs in them. Maybe you wouldn't get the, the glowing. Stuff. Yeah. They look like gems. Gems. They look like gems. They look like They were, yeah. They were supposed to be Infinity Stones, uh, and what you end up getting, it looks like, if you, and I don't know if you've seen this yet, you can go online and see this, but they look like Easter eggs from, like, Target. Yeah. They do. They look like plastic. I mean, they do eggs. have like that marbly swirl in them, but it's hard to see in the pictures. But it's still nothing like what you saw in yeah. the, the pictures of the collector's edition. Yeah. It's a, I mean, imagine if they put that on the box and you open it. It's like, yeah. Oh my God. I mean, that's the thing. So uh, I just had to mention that, and it's it, it the game itself it's like looks, pastel colors. The artwork just looks so <laughs> it bad. It literally looked like Easter eggs. So. I mean, it just goes with the artwork. The artwork in this game looks like shit. And then you can associate yeah. this with it, and too. again, like we were, I was saying before, so I would love to play this game. And, like, I love the Marvel vs. Capcom series, but I just don't want to look at it. No, I, I don't want to see it either. I'd rather that they quietly retire this and game. And they even, like, said they're patching Chun-Li's face, so it looks better. I mean, when you have to come out and say you're patching people's faces because they look like yeah. shit already, come on. Fucking Capcom, they're just... They're a disaster this generation. I mean, just the debacle of Street Fighter V and how that fucking failed for numerous reasons. And then this just looks like a rushed fucking mobile piece of shit. I mean, the fighting game, like everything I've read about the actual gameplay system sounds fine. It's just they're like, yeah, it's a shitty coat of paint on this product. It's like, yeah, it, it just looks cheap and cashed in and just yeah. whatever. So fuck this game. Fuck Capcom. Um they just—it's so disappointing. That's—that's that's what it is. It's—I don't know. I'm on the monitor. They have it's like, such a great library of like. That's what I was saying. They can just that's what I was from. saying. Out of all the characters, and, and, and just even aside from like the X Men and Fantastic Four shit, let's put it to the side. You still look at the Marvel roster and you're like, what the fuck? Like, really? That's the best you could do. That's the best. And I'm even like, if you're talking about Marvel bullshit about them wanting to push their like movie properties, let's look at Capcom. Out of all the stuff that Capcom does and all the franchises they have over 30 years of popular video game stuff, I mean, yeah, they, they just pick garbage. Absolute garbage. And the worst part is, they could have just started with the roster from Ultimate Marshals Capcom 3 and then gone from there, but they didn't. So yeah, it's like, yeah. you went backwards. Imagine, like, a new Smash Brothers game coming out and they removed more characters than they added. Like, yep. sure. Okay. Makes sense. Yep. Nah. Um... 
All right. You blend into your chair, Jim, when you have your head down and your hat and your chair. <laughs> Camouflage. <laughs> uh, last week I wore my white hat. That's when I chose the uh, the black hat. Nice. But um, I'm gonna let's go into TGS and then we'll get into what we've been up to and then do a fall preview. Um, cool. Sony had their press conference yesterday, so we got that news. I gotta say they surprised me with how much VR they talked about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's because the Japanese market the Jap- is very receptive. Yeah, I was gonna say the Japanese have been like lining up for it. So. I mean, we're getting a remaster of a remaster zone uh zone of the enders uh zone two actually right this is zone of the enders two. Yeah. uh that, i'm actually interested that is probably the most interested vr related thing i'm interested in. it's pretty cool uh a mech vr was fun uh i played a demo for i can't remember that battle bots game um but yeah this this game was fun it's like the second runner it's getting remastered again because it got remastered i think for the ps Three, yeah, and uh, Xbox Three. Xbox now it's getting just a PS Four, you know, full VR support. Uh, that'll be coming in twenty in spring twenty eighteen. So that's coming very soon. Um, and then they had a couple other things for VR, which were let me see, just go over the VR stuff real quick. Uh, VR Music Fest. I mean, these are all Japanese games. Um, some mm-hmm. cat collecting sim game. <laughs> um, sure, it's not cat girl collecting sim. Yeah, I don't know. I just closed it accidentally. <laughs> um, this app did not run right. So, yeah, I don't know. They have some cool... I mean, there's some cool things that they have listed. I'm, I'm surprised they talked about it, but the biggest stuff they talked about was they gave a Monster Hunter World release date for January 26th, uh, showed a new trailer for that, and it's gotten pretty good reception, actually, uh, considering the first reception it got, which was not good. Um, this one actually... Had, this is a full-blown, like, the next... Dr- monster hunter yeah that's so, i think that's why i think people were confused when they first showed it off like yeah. this is not what we expected but then yeah it was a poor job of showing what, what yeah. it really was yeah i mean it's getting uh, a special it's edition cap- special edition themed nope. ps4 pro console uh seems like sony's finally I would hope it would be a pro seems <laughs> like so but they haven't been doing that it seems like sony's finally starting to do that like Destiny one's a pro so. um the new shadow of colossus trailer launched the game looks Phenomenal! I think it looks great for a re- for what they're. Re- it's a remaster, and they're doing a great. It's not job. a remaster. It's, it's a remake. Built up. It's it's a it's built from the ground up. Yeah, it's a remake. It's a remake. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Uh, I mean, yeah, all new controls. I don't think and they could have remastered it. No, like no. This. this looks great. I mean, it looks really good. I'm looking forward to this quite a bit. It's supposed to be out next year. They said early 2018. Right? I can't trust so it because fall? of this this game. Yeah, I can't trust it. Uh, available today, though, Final Fantasy IX with all new HD cutscenes. That's pretty cool. And that's great. Oh, available oh, today. I don't remember Final Fantasy IX. Like, nine I remember was, liking that one. Here's what happened. What? Nine. The nine I don't was, remember liking that one. I don't remember it. Uh, here's, okay, here's what happened with nine. for those wondering. You had seven, then you had eight, and then eight people got upset was, with. People I got thought upset it was good. People got upset with eight. Because, yes, Tony knows. So they got upset with eight, uh, and then... Square went, brought it back to the formula with. I could right. do an entire podcast by myself on why eight sucks. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry if I'm offending. Maybe anybody. I'm mixing them up. No, I eight know was, got the gun. Eight yeah, went. Gun eight went way over the top with it not being game anymore. Like to me, yeah. it was the start of the death of the franchise for me. Yeah. And I not only hate like the designs of the character, the story, the it gameplay. Was at, at that point, there wasn't uh, much the gameplay. Twist. I there literally wasn't much hate gameplay. Most everything in that it game. Was, it it's, was a movie. It's literally offensive to me. Mm-hmm. It, it makes my blood boil. And it, I'm just even more pissed off that I spent hours of my life on that game because, oh, God. Like, Gordon, like, if I mentioned something and you have played it, you would remember, right? Possibly. So, like, Jim, have you played eight? Uh, yes, yes, I have. You, you beat it? Yeah. 
Okay, so I, I'm sorry. I'm going to spoil this fucking game. This, you know, yeah, it, it's, it's fine to do this at this it's point. It's like 18 years or whatever. Yeah. Um, so they have uh, the summons in the game are called guardian forces or whatever shit. And you use them to equip like magic and whatnot. And that's how you become powerful in this game. So at some point, and like that's, that's introduced at the beginning of the game. Like that's pretty much like, hey, you get a guardian force and you can change them to be like, I think you I know, know what Shiva, you're right now. <laughs> or whatnot. And then towards like the half point to like the last quarter or you know third of the game, they reveal to you that wow, all the main character, all your party members, despite you know collecting them in different places and you know recruiting them in different places and whatnot, actually all grew up together in an orphanage. <laughs> and the thing is, because guardian forces like fuck with your memories, they all forgot that they knew each other, except for one person that remembered that they were all grew up in an orphanage together, but he just didn't mention it for. No reason at all. And it's just like, really? So, like, why? Like, what does this add to the game? Fucking nothing. Absolutely yeah. nothing. It was a shitty, cheap ploy to, like, make you feel for the characters and that, oh, they kind of knew each other since they were kids. That's really cute and cool. No, fuck that. Fuck that bullshit. Story so convoluted. There's actually a fan theory out. I'm sorry, I'll cut this short. There's actually a fan theory out there that. Squall actually dies at the end of the first disc when he gets impaled by the icicle from um, uh, Adia or whatever her name is, like the witch. And the rest of the game is just like him dreaming it or whatever because he's dying or something. <laughs> so oh. fuck that game. I'm sorry if I offended it. It's fine if you like it. I don't want to take anything away from you enjoying it, but like fuck that game. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that game. Yeah. So back to Final Fantasy Nine. So Final Fantasy Nine's out now. It's available they did now. A shadow it's drop. Twenty percent, twenty percent discount to uh, this week, I think. Oh, first for, week. First week, yeah. yeah. So it's out there if you want to play. It. And you get like a theme and yep. avatars yep. and whatever. No, I'm gonna go on a little rant here about why this pisses me off with the PlayStation, um, just in the lack of PS1 and PS2 classics carrying over to, to PlayStation Four. Because I'm pretty sure that part of the reason why that game is not available because they're like, hey, we want to sell you Final Fantasy 7 HD and Final Fantasy 9 HD and all this other shit. It's like, cool, but I paid you 10 bucks for this, you know, six years ago on my PlayStation 3 and I want to play it. Yeah. And I don't want my PlayStation 3 hooked up anymore. Yeah. It's like, fuck that. I, I mean, I don't know. I just, that comes off to me as like really anti-consumer because it's like, okay, I guess I, you're entitled to do that, but it doesn't make me want to buy PS4 digital titles. Like, I'm super skeptical about buying that because who knows if it's going to be playable on PS5? You know, they haven't said. So yeah, I, mean, I doubt it. And that's uh, you, you got to go in, not you got to go into digital and assume that that's not getting carried over at this point. There's no reason for you to believe otherwise. Right. So I'll just fucking well, get on. I mean, PC, I, I, I believe. I, no, I mean, Corey. I mean, at least with with Microsoft's thing in place, there is hope that Sony that Sony will do that for the next next generation console because Microsoft's doing that from this point. Yeah, I mean, sure, you can have hope, but if you're a consumer thinking that you're going to be playing PS4 games on PS5, then you're delusional. <laughs> I mean, if you, obviously you will be when they get remastered, but I'm saying, no. Like, you're not, your digital download that you got for near Automata or whatever, that's not going to be, play, you're not going to be able to play that on PS5. I don't see that happening. I don't know. Um... And last bit of news I forgot to add here. Let's let's give Microsoft a little shout out. Well, let's give Phil Spencer a shout out. Uh, he's been added to its uh, to Microsoft's 16 member senior leader team. He's now. The... Are we done with TGS already? In yeah. 20? Yeah. Oh, I just wanted to mention 13 Sentinels was pretty cool. Oh, and okay. that, oh, oh, the um, other one, the other game from Square. The, and the uh, last 
Last, uh, last, left alive. Left alive. Left, left alive. alive yes, I forgot about that one. Sorry. Yes, I meant to say that from the beginning. It, we don't have much for that yet, but it sounds like a cool game. I mean, it's the uh, yeah, the, the survival horror. That, yeah. Well, yeah. it's the people, the, the guy um, that designed the Metal armor. Gear characters, and, and then the, and the director that did Chrome Hounds. So. Armor yeah. Core. Thirteen Sentinels and looks looks awesome. I just I want to see more gameplay because it was just yeah. kind of showing the characters walking around. I'm like, okay, I get that. I mean, it's vanillaware, so I'm, yeah. I'm assuming it's gonna be great. And it's actually the modern day. Ooh. Go oh, ahead. I'll let you get that. Was uh, yeah, modern day like you know high school looking thing. So it seems interesting and like giant mechs. That's I mean obviously bonus. So it's up yeah. my my alley. Yeah. But they also announced I think at Famitsu or something. Um, Dragon's Crown PS4. Yes. 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 Which I'm looking forward Dragon's to. Dragon's Crown Pro. That's a, that was like one of the last games I bought for my PS3, and it was one of those things where it's like, ah, I just don't want to keep this hooked up anymore. It'll be so cross-playable with PS3 and Vita. Oh, that's really cool. That's pretty awesome. So, if you guys get that, I think we should play it online. Uh, I, I tried to play that game. I don't know if I got oh. into it though. I just it was at the end of the life. That was the thing. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, but yeah, it's, it's that is fun though. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, um, Phil Spencer is now the uh, executive vice president of gaming at Microsoft. He's now a part of the 16-member senior leader team for the whole of Microsoft, actually. So they did that today. So he's uh, he's oh, yes, going directly to the top guy. Yes. There's no middleman. There's no middleman anymore. Yeah, cutting that out. So, I mean, it's good news for him. Uh, congratulations. It also shows that I th thanks, Phil. Make games. I believe it does show that there's still a interest from Microsoft in the gaming arena. I mean, if they wouldn't be bringing him, uh, promoting him, if they're just going to cut that division out. Oh, right. I don't think Microsoft is going to not make games anymore, but as a exclusive console manufacturer. They're doing games of service. Games of service. We know that. They like right. that. They and like that. and how do you make the most money with games as a service? Yeah, make it a service for everything. Yeah. One, right. one small bit of news related to that was um, apparently there's like a Halo pack coming to Minecraft or something where like you have skins and I guess mods for Halo related stuff. But somehow people ask somebody, it was like, hey, is this going to be on like the Switch? And they're like, yeah, anything, like, it's going to be on anything that supports the Play Anywhere um, initiative for the Minecraft thing. So it's like, all these troll articles came out, they're like, Halo on Nintendo Switch. And it's like, come on, like, this is, this is like the lowest form of journalism these days. Like, come the fuck on. <laughs> Such shit. Gotta get them clicks, man. Yeah, gotta get those clicks. Gotta make money. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get into what we've been up to, then we'll go to the fall preview. Mike. Anything new? Um, Anything new? So, I do have Destiny 2. I installed mm -hmm. it a week ago, but I haven't played it. Um, <laughs> I haven't brought myself to want to play it, I guess. I don't know. I'm not... I got it, and I don't really feel compelled to play it. I'm, I've been playing a little more Sonic Mania, some Injustice 2. Black Manta's out in that, mm -hmm. playing as him. Uh, he's a pretty good new character. And uh, even went back to some Rocket League. And so I'm doing all these sort of like short form type of games that are like quick on and off type things. Like all these games are short and I just don't, I don't feel the need to go into like a big, like single player or whatever you would consider mm -hmm. Destiny 2. But I'm not, I'm not ready to jump. I, I am soon. I'm going to maybe in the next day or two, I think. But every time I sit down to do it, I'm just like, oh, I'll play these other games. <laughs> so that's what's happening right now. And I, I'm curious to see what you guys think of it so far now that you've had about a week of it or more under your belt and see uh, some real impressions of this game. So maybe I could get excited about it or not. <laughs> I did listen to the conversation you guys had last week. I, I wanted to I add to I wanted say, you to add your input. I was fair I have to say you I you guys like know enough 
to be dangerous, but don't know enough to like speak accurately <laughs> about what this is. <laughs> I'm like listening to some of the things, and like that's just not accurate. But then at the same time, there are things that you know you're saying that that have have some truth in them. So I just want to uh, throw that out there because uh, some of the things weren't quite like there are there are controversies and there are things that this game is lacking obviously but uh to say um there are certain things i have to call you on jim just uh oh. the shader controversy uh has nothing to do with competitive edge that's all that's just cosmetic so it has nothing to do with competitive competitive edge uh, advantages there are uh ways to buy things that can give you advantages but uh that's mostly in pve because competitive does not count your light level so you they're all on an evil uh, level playing field um, so there are so wait, ways the equipment that you buy in the game that? doesn't have like stats on it to give you the better stats for the combat for PvP. Uh, so there are ways to get um, things if you buy it, but it's going to take you just really? as long. Really? <laughs> wait, you taking my move? <laughs> I did just steal that move. No, because I know that's the case. Like no, I know I, that's I, I'm not, not saying that's not the case. I'm just saying to to throw it out there. What you said last week was inaccurate where it's a shader controversy that gives you better stats it's not not accurate so i just want to clarify that okay shaders was incorrect yes there's two controversies right and again the competitive edge side of things is i would say it's not like that big of a deal because uh by before you beat the game you're gonna have better stuff than what you can buy so next next question i actually have for you because i made the statement last week it is a slippery slope though and that is something that you have to you have to acknowledge. Talking about a slippery slope. That slopes, will change gameplay. Remind me to talk about this. That slippery slope. Just remember that when we get to me. Uh, I'm reading a book. So, um, the enemies. Are there new types of enemies? Depends on what you consider types. <laughs> because that's that's what you want to say. Uh, there are. Are you pressing no the B button a lot? Spin, 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 spin. That's all you're doing. Like it's it's. It, are they the same? They're the same models. There. It is. It is the Cabal. It is uh, the um, what are those flashy teleporting in dudes? Because they're in, I just got to them with the thralls. Uh, I mean, there's all Taken. those kids. The Taken. Thank you. They're there exactly the same. Um, the thralls are there. The 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 what are they called? Sure. Yeah, and they're the same. I haven't encountered a new enemy yet. No, like, I mean like the races are all the same. They're definitely. They, they definitely uh, could have used another enemy race for sure. That's what I was complaining about. There. Okay, thank you. But, but there are that's different th games. Like the enemies act differently. They do act differently. I'm and not saying that the AI techniques. isn't. I'm not saying the AI isn't better. And they have different types of enemies within those races. So it's not like I'm not saying that you're wrong, Jim, because you're you're absolutely right. But I'm just saying that there are variety. There is variety there where when, you're saying it wasn't. So. Yeah, but when I'm killing, like, and maybe it's I haven't experienced it yet, but when I'm going through, I'm killing. Like, I just did a mission on my own, uh, and I'm killing things. I don't notice that there was a different type in. in and that's fair. And that's absolutely fair. So. So am uh, I going to like this just, game or not? Yeah, listen, I, I'm not Jim, even. Even then, Jim, I said. What you said last week was this is the worst time to get into it because there's nothing new, uh, and I have to disagree with you there because. If you haven't played Destiny before, this is a great time to get into Destiny because well, now you're getting the Destiny that people were hoping to have when Destiny 1 came out. So to well, say this, this is not a good time, I think is, I disagree with that just because if you had played Destiny and didn't like it, then fine. Don't play it. I don't think this game is for you, Tony. I don't think this game is for Jim. I don't know why he got it. I don't know why he's playing it. <laughs> but 
I, I just like all right. This is not his game. Because I am uh, the voice of reason in Destiny <laughs> now. I somebody has to do it. Like I am I am playing the game and I'm experiencing the game and I am not a fanboy. He's doing it for the listeners. Yes, I'm doing yeah, it for the podcast. For you, you the listeners. All I'm saying is And I'm not saying I'm not having fun. Like when I was on All I'm saying, Jim, is you shit on this game and way I will, before you got it. I will continue to do so. And you shit on it when you got oh. it, and you're talking shit on it now. Yes, it's like, it's I will fine. continue well, to do I so it. because it's a legitimate. I can have these gripes. I can do this, and yes, I can still. But you've already predetermined your thought process on what this game is going to be, and I think the thing with I am sorry the if they confirmed what I'm I was not saying. I'm trying to argue right now because everyone's entitled to their own opinion. I'm just saying the game. I think does a great job of giving you what you want and getting giving you what you put into it. So. What you want from the game is what you're going to get from the game, in my opinion. And I'm and enjoying say, And just to say, like, this is not a good time to jump into Destiny, I think it's just, that's a false statement. I think people should try Destiny if they haven't played it before, especially now, because yeah. the game is what the developers probably wanted you to play the first time. My now, point was I, saying... I, okay. I think that was a statement I made, and it was more so, like, there's no... In my opinion, cool. I mean, I remember what Jim saying, like, don't oh, get it. Okay. You're not. You shouldn't be jumping yes, in. I would definitely new people I, do not I, get this game. Yeah, no, because, no, no, but but the point, like, I was trying to make, maybe I didn't illustrate, was that if you were anywhere invested, like, interested in Destiny Two, like, if you play it right now, because, like, I mean, I could say this because it's typical of MMOs, like, <clears throat> Destiny Two. Like, if you waited until, like, say, the first expansion, the first DLC, I mean. They're probably gonna like nerf a lot of the harder things. They're probably sure, gonna oh, yes. lower like. Okay, you know, so two, you're saying like, there. I did want to address that too, Tony, because you can say that about almost any game that has continual content. Well, no, no, no. I, I know, but and, I'm, I'm just saying, like, you know, like everybody's like, oh, Taken King. Like, if you get Taken King for what they released it for forty or something for the disc or whatever. Fifty. Yeah, the, How much? The, right. Yeah, it's forty dollars, I think. For right, but like, I mean, whatever. like somebody yeah, that was whatever. just jumping in at the Taken King was. At a clear advantage that somebody started like from Destiny. And, and, one I wouldn't point. say they're and, at a clear and thank advantage. You, and no, no, and thank you for you bringing up so? the point. That's what I was going to mention. And what I'm saying that is, it's for new players. It's because if you were enticed, it, you were not enticed to play this game, Destiny One, during the Taken King, which is essentially what this game is. Is it much different from that? I'd say so. It's, I haven't gotten that experience like different. that. I just haven't. I don't I know, think it's but, different. Yeah, like, at the same time, like, it's the same I exact a lot time. Of Destiny. So it's like for me, it's like if you play Destiny, you got that experience. It, it is Destiny. I mean, it is a sequel to Destiny. The gameplay, the core mechanic of Destiny hasn't changed. You, you're getting Destiny. But if you've played it a lot, you definitely see the little things that they've done. It's little things. things. It's little different... things. That's my point. Like, yeah, and that's, if you weren't that, enticed that, to play, why. if you weren't enticed to play the game during Taken King, I don't see a reason to be enticed during Destiny Two. That's, that's my fine. point. That's what I said too. I said if you so, don't like Destiny, if you don't like Destiny, why would you get into this game? That's absolutely true. Thus I'm the, saying you when you're saying new people. Yeah, should, that would be new people. I said no, new people of Destiny should play this. They should try it out. So if I haven't played Destiny, no, that's fine. You know what Destiny is. I'm not saying hate. I'm saying new players. Why would this be enticing them if it wasn't before? You're saying new players that are have played Destiny, John. I'm saying new players that haven't played Destiny. That's what I'm saying. If it wasn't enticing to them before, why wasn't? Why weren't they playing Taken King before? Why? I'm saying people need to try it, Jim. I'm saying there's no if they weren't interested from Destiny Taken King, there's no reason to play Destiny Two. Okay, I disagree. Then. You, you, so here's the question I have because I didn't play Taken King, I played Vanilla Destiny though, and I liked it enough. I'm very when I, to see how you, when you know, I go you back, you could have a good opinion here about 
what I enjoyed about the first Destiny. It's mostly the PvP because I was disappointed in the story. Well, and done... I liked the PvP a yeah. bit because that's the Halo-style stuff that yeah. I remember from the old days. So I like that. Like, Bungie has done a fantastic job of integrating the story better into this game. Make it very cinematic and you know what's going on in the game. Like, it's a good, it's not a great story, but you know it's very cinematic and it's, 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 it's good. It's a decent story. Um, and it's much better than it was in the first in Vanilla Destiny. It's be like new and interesting fate, right? Because I didn't yeah. play the tape. For you to play this game as a, a vanilla player, you're going to be over. Like, you're going to be like, it's a different game for you. It's it's completely different than when you played it. All right, well that's good, I guess. Yeah. We'll see. People and who the, were... and the thing that you said earlier too, like last week, Jim, like you didn't know what to do. Like, I find a, like maybe because you played Destiny, you kind of have an idea of what's going on. But the tutorials for me kind of got in the way and I was trying to skip through them because I already knew what was going on. Well, I didn't know stuff. where to go once I got the... Had a had a grind. I had a grind for that old level. I mean, when you open your map, stuff's flying at you, popping Sure, up, but like, like, I, I didn't know what else to do. I did not know what to do. Well, that's what I mean. You don't really know what it is. Yeah, that's what the whole point is. Exploring and figuring it out. Yeah. But, but I'm just saying, I, all I'm saying is I think for people that haven't played Destiny, now is a great time. And especially like because if you do jump in earlier and you do have, and there are actual rewards, I think you mentioned there, like, what's the point of going sooner? You do get rewarded for being, like, there first or having it from the start. Uh, and there are in game things and, like, physical stuff outside the game. Like, I have a t shirt that showed that I did stuff within a certain time frame. I have a t shirt too. Yes. I mean, so it's pretty neat. Like, they do reward you for being there at certain points in time. Uh,. Anyways, so all right. Anything else you play besides Destiny or? Uh, yeah, there's this mobile game uh, that I've been playing a lot of too, uh, called Iron Marines. And if you guys on iOS have you heard of um, Kingdom Rush? It's a tower defense game. Okay. Um, the guys that made that decided to kind of put a RTS spin on the tower defense thing, and uh, they made a fantastic game. Actually, I think it's been uh, really well done as far as doing an RTS on mobile. Our style's great. It's very cartoony, but um, they do a great job of implementing the art with the the combat and stuff. And they have they kind of brought the into a sci-fi stage. So it's kind of basically aliens, uh, and then they go to like, AI robots attacking. So it's uh, definitely something worth checking out. It's called Iron Marines on iOS. I think it's on Android as well. Uh, from the same guys that did Kingdom Rush, and I'd say Kingdom Rush is probably the best tower defense game on mobile. Mm. Okay. Uh, and I would definitely recommend this game. It's $5, but it's, I mean, that's... Money? It costs fucking money? But that's, Fuck it's that. I'm out. I'm out. Definitely worth it. And then, uh, of course, I played Octopath Traveler. Yeah, I didn't get to play yeah. it. Yeah. I didn't get to play yeah. it yet. But go ahead. So is that good? Well, I mean, I'm, Tony, did you play it? I'm assuming you yep. played it. So yep. I mean, I we'll talk it. about it. Then, so. Good. Bring it up. Let's do it. Um, did you do the dancer? Uh, I did the dude. Okay. I did the dancer, and I'm like, this is an interesting... Um, Risqué? Basically, she's... Uh, Risqué? Yeah. She's, yeah. she's a heard. little... Uh, they each have, like, so each character has a like, special like, uh, like ability or whatever, um, and like the, the guy can like yeah. challenge people to yeah. a duel or something. She can allure people yep. to help her. Uh, and then, like, in the beginning, she's, like, working at a, basically a strip club where she's a dancer. And the dude that's, like, the manager there is, like, just, like, 
the worst person's like slaps her across the face. Yeah, I'm gonna like you Man, that sounds it. so weird and unique. Like that's that's pretty original. Like I um, I would have never guessed a manager of a strip club would be a scumbag. I'm sorry like, if anyone listening is a manager of a strip club and not a scumbag. I, I kinda doubt that now, but yeah. go ahead. I just it's just very weird because like hi. Nintendo, you know, it's a kid-friendly thing, and it's like an RPG, sure, I'm gonna like, feel dad, and like, you start off with your dad getting murdered, and it's like, what the, f- yep. <laughs> what is going on here? It's like, not at all what you would expect from, uh, that's oh, a pretty dark from, story. Uh, what, yeah, so, uh, it's interesting, I'm curious, obviously the Octopath, it makes sense with the characters being eight characters that you can play through, um, I don't. I haven't played Bravely Default, so I can't speak on if it's using the same combat or anything like that. It's very similar, not exact, but um, Bravely Default definitely had that system where you can like bank up actions okay. and then just because it, like, it does provide us uh, a bit of strategy of when you want to do yep. the like stuff, and so it was cool. Um, I mean, I was definitely looking forward to this a lot because just the, the art style, just the uh, nostalgia for this type of game and the way that they do the hd and the, the uh pixel art and stuff is amazing so really looking forward to seeing how this turns out and, and i gotta say the voice acting is, is pretty yeah, awesome it's actually. weird though too because you're like whoa everything's voiced yeah it's like, it's like, like you, you're playing this. this game that looks exactly it looks like a super nintendo final yeah. fantasy type game and they have voices you're like wait that's your brain is like <laughs> yes. i was like that's that's this isn't right. supposed to be happening. Exactly. Cool. Yeah, and you then, expect them to just be like, go, uh huh, and then you yeah. read the rest of the thing. Yeah. Like, oh, like, yeah. The <laughs> so awesome too. Like the uh, music that plays when you select a character, like one of the characters to choose. I just like listening. I got to see that. Like more. during the the preview for that game during the Nintendo Direct, like the t- the text was very questionable. Yes. Like, they, so they I saw that. that. Yeah. yeah. I saw they that and I was like, oh, wow. Size. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Nintendo actually sent out um, a survey uh, if you downloaded um, and played the demo uh, asking for feedback on behalf of Square Yeah, so, I was like, whoa, yeah. how do they know? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, obviously. Yeah, yeah. so... Uh, yeah, hopefully it's a, it's a big push because I'd love to see you know more traditional RPGs on the system. Yeah, know, that'd be a, awesome. Oh, apparently Square Enix, speaking of um, Square Enix, they, they're hiring people for a new near game yeah good all right tony well, maybe any- that'll that'll come tony anything else you played uh yeah so i played a little game eh, it's probably hard to see because of the lighting but uh play the return of the original strong female video game protagonist bam i got the amiibo if you're not watching uh i'm holding up the famous yeah. amiibo mine's, um mine's behind me Oh, you looks like she's going like this. Yeah, I can't resist getting the... Fuck you! I can't resist getting the Metroid and her. I mean, that was a great yeah. great set to it's get. Like, it's like, you, you thought I was dead? Panda. I lived, bitch. I lived. You know, stuff like that. But uh, And then the Metroid one. Yeah. I'm so excited about the Metroid one, because it is... I wouldn't, I wouldn't use the term squishy like they did, but it's definitely... I mean, you can't squish it. It's just... It's like a hard... Like a soft plastic and stuff yeah. like that. But it's just... So awesomely detailed. Um, for again, you listeners, he's showing the really, video. Yeah, you really should check out the video on our YouTube channel. Um, but it's just so cool. And like the, this is like a perfect example of how far the Amiibo have come. So just for shits and giggles, I actually brought out my original Samus from the Smash Brothers series. And again, I'm sorry if the lighting isn't great, but like you can see the color. It so I can focus. Yeah, the orange is like a little flat, and you can see the details. Just it's probably a little too close. There we but go. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. But like you look at this, and it's just like night and day, like the quality of difference. Like and just look at her gun. Yeah, look at the gun. I mean, you can see like the details in her boots. 
Mm -hmm. just night and day. So it's just like, and these cost the same, but it's just like the technology for it. And also, they know people are going to buy them now. Or before, they're like, yeah, let's just yeah, exactly. uh, we'll see how this goes. Right, exactly. So, yeah, it's come a long way. It's pretty awesome. Uh, the game itself is. Oh, go ahead. I'm conf I actually, I should note this. Is this game a totally new game or a remake of an old game? It's a remake of Metroid 2 on the Game Boy. Okay. Um, and I would use the term remake fully because mm -hmm. other than taking like the synopsis, the plot, and like, you know, whatnot. Everything about the game is new. Like, you know what's hilarious is the game. The guys that developed this game also developed a Castlevania game for Nintendo. Yep. yep. So that's they're the only company that's done a Castlevania and Metroid yep. game. Yeah, I think Castlevania it's, company. And you know, it's it's funny because um, you read uh, developer interviews and they said after work on the Castlevania and Konami being shit, fuck Konami, just got to get that in there. Um, they had pitched an idea for a Metroid remake to Nintendo. Um, I forget who it was. Um, uh, the guy that does the Metroid series, I forget his name, Sakamoto, I think, um, flew out to Spain because they're a Spanish developer. And they originally pitched a Metroid Fusion remake for the Game Boy Advance. Uh, that's one of the game releases announced. And they were so impressed with the, the work they had done. They're like, okay, we'll definitely do it, but we don't want you to redo Metroid Fusion. We actually want you to do, redo Metroid 2 because that game is so old and is, is not... Uh, and it wasn't on anything but Game Boy, right? Right. It wasn't on anything but Game Boy. Um, you probably get it on Virtual Console, maybe, but it it's just a bad game because <laughs> not not bad, but I mean, again, it's really hard to play these days because Samus herself it takes like such a large portion of the screen. There's no color because it's Game Boy. It's super difficult. Like the map system sucks. Like mm. it took me years to beat this game. You gotta have the map. Like you have to get a map printed and yeah. then paste it next to you while you play. So you My can just God. don't glance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's how. Yeah, um, I remember having to do that. But yeah, so I mean, this is technically a remake, but for all intents and purposes, it's a totally new two D. Yeah, Metroid it's a totally game. new. I'd new say game. more people have not played this than. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, by far. Uh, but the game is really cool. Just um, I had critic. I got um, questions with the developer when it, they were first announced because I tried the demo of the Castlevania game on the three DS and it wasn't. It was all right, but I was just like, eh, it's not my cup of tea. Uh, I had some frame rate issues and, and whatnot. Um, and stuff, but I think the experience definitely helped them make uh, this game awesome because it's it's pretty smooth, um, pretty stable. It's got some new moves too, right? Got some new moves. Uh, it's really interesting because Samus herself is a bit more um, combat oriented than traditional things. So, uh, first of all, uh, the most polarizing thing from what I've seen is you have to use the circle pad on the 3DS, not the direction pad. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is um, if you press and hold the L button, you can actually have Samus aim in. 360, 360 degrees, like she can, you know, go from like one end to the other, um, and she has like a little laser dot sight, so you can see where you're aiming at. Um, so that's the reason for that. And in addition to that, uh, she has a melee counter move, where literally she just punches something, like uppercut punches something with her gun cannon. And uh, if you time it right and you're successful, it like stuns the enemy, and, like it makes it vulnerable to um, attack and stuff like that. Uh, so just between all of that and, you know, um, there's some new, I want to say it's called Aeon abilities or something. So you get these suit enhancements, which, um, like, the first one I got was, uh, like, a scanning ability where, like, it'll help you decipher, like, secrets on the map or something or at least tell you where an item is so you can kind of explore and figure it out rather than just be in the dark. Because, again, fucking Metroid 2 on the Game Boy, no color, no nothing. It's just, like, you're, like... I'm just gonna bomb everything and hope that something in this room, like I've missed, um, you know, as a secret. 
and uh, I got another one that was like called Lightning Armor, which is completely new. Um, it makes you invulnerable to like electric attacks and stuff. But uh, really awesome game, very addicting. Um, I'm so happy that they made it. And really hoping that it's successful enough for them to make a new entry in the series instead of like a, just a remake. Um, but yeah, and uh, it's funny too because I know we talked about it before, but the guys who did the uh, or the guy who did um, the Axiom Verge. No, not, not not Axiom Verge, but the um, fan remake of Metroid oh, Two. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and people were, and when they got like cease and desist, people were up in arms about it. And that was before you know Nintendo had officially announced this. Uh, they have actually come out and said like, buy like please like set aside any of your grudges or gripes about the game being taken down, like buy this game because we want to see more Metroid you know in the future. So hopefully uh, that guy actually is working on um, Ori in the Blind Forest. Yeah, he got hired by uh, them. I think I think they said specifically because of you know the attention that it got and stuff like that. But cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's all. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. One more game to talk about. One more game to talk about. I picked up Player Unknown Battlegrounds over the weekend. Uh, nice. For PC. Oh my god! Like that game, I could see why it is like so big right now because it is very addicting. Super addicting. Like. Um, probably the most addicting pc game i've played since league of legends and that was like probably like six years ago or so i mean they um, make it so easy to just get right back into like that's yeah, the whole that's, thing it's like nope. no there's no like stupid crap you have to worry you just go right back in another game nope. and it's like exactly oh, it's... um it, it's really fun and even though it's in like an early stage with you know like um pre-release can or alpha whatever they want to call mm-hmm. it early access uh, early access it's still so fun uh I, it's good enough that you ignore a lot of the problems or like because Right now, the performance is pretty shit. Like, I have a decently powerful PC, and it chugs because, like, there's just so much stuff that could possibly be going on at any point in the map, and there's 100 players, you know, maximum. Um, but the game is super fun. It's it's really awesome to explore. There's a, uh, a nice survivability a- aspect. For those of you who might not have heard about this game, if you basically take the premise of the series Battle Royale and or Hunger Games, it's essentially a video game form of that, where you take up to 100 players... Uh, you put them on a uh, airplane with just nothing but clothes and a parachute, and they jump off this plane onto this abandoned island that is full of like weapons and items and vehicles and all that stuff. And it's a literally a battle royale. Last man standing wins the game. So I mean, it's just it, it's really intense because uh, the early game you're like worried about getting weapons and items, you know, survival, you know, all that stuff, and then. What happens is, and I'm sorry, I'm using visual aid again. Um, I'm going to try to describe it as best I can for listeners. So after a couple minutes, the game will get, okay, on this, the map, there's going to be a, a white ring. Uh, you know, it's like, you have to get to this. This is going to be the safe zone. You have like three minutes before um, you know we start to move on that. So what happens is that area is marked on the map for all the players. So now everybody knows, like, hey, we need to make it to here. Because what happens is when it, it counts down, you have a bigger blue ring that's going to start to slowly shrink until it hits the white circle and if you're caught in that blue ring like it's basically an electric field of death so you can't just hide at like the far corner of the map and expect to live you know uh for the rest of the game so it constantly forces people to move and like relocate and stuff um but you know in in that there's a strategy of like okay well i can position myself to pick off people that are going uh, to the white ring, like the safe area and stuff like that. And then obviously as the print game progresses, like the white ring will get smaller and smaller and smaller until it's like pretty much forcing people to to get into encounters and stuff like that. Game is really intense. Um, Buddha and I were playing uh, last night, 
we're doing duos, so it's like teams of two, and again, uh, 100 players, so 50 teams. We actually got to, we ranked team, like, survived, uh, came in at number three. And it was so ridiculous, because we were just like, all right, we got to get to this house. Like, if we get to this house, we're probably set. And we're running to the house, and, like, somebody just headshots me. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, no! It, like, the thing is, like, you have a chance to get revived or picked up, like, kind of like a Gears of War or something like that. I was like, Nick, don't don't even do it. Just just, just let me die. Like, because, you know, it's kind of that thing where it's like you wound somebody to get their buddy out there and you kill the buddy then. So I was just like, don't do it. So then, like, some guys came out to finish me off and they just pincered Nick. And I was like, oh, no. But it is really, honestly, so fun. I can't wait for it to come to consoles. There was uh, something I was trying to find. There's something about, like, it being, like, the number one, like, concurrent players on Steam. Yeah, like, it is the highest concurrent player game ever on steam uh which is huge if you think about it, because the previous game was dota 2 and that's free to play this okay. game costs 29.99 so uh it's definitely huge um i would recommend people to try it if they can or wait until it comes out on xbox one hopefully this year uh and i can't actually see that being a potential system seller if they market it right again my question there is just if console players are going to uh hop on board because it's a bit different than like call of duty or halo or whatnot but Super fun game. I really wish we could all play that together because that would be a good time. Yeah, I mean they're gonna have crossplay when it comes to Xbox One. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll be on there with you guys. You'll be a lot faster. Well, actually, we'll have keyboard and mouse. I hope, but you'll be on there. We'll you know, you know. So we'll see. Well, I'll, I'll be playing with the controller anyways. My elite controller. Yeah. I'll just turn the sensitivity way the hell up so I can move. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I was gonna. I was just thinking with. Uh, we probably are gonna shelf the fall preview i think till next week just for time related uh issues uh so you know we did you already heard our september and october uh lists so we have november and december to get to which is we've got a whole you know month but so we'll do that next week uh we just ran over a little bit with with tgs news and stuff like that so uh tune in next week for that um what do we have? Oh, I don't have anything to add for games, really. I mean, all I've been doing you, is... You wanted to say something about Slippery Slope. Slippery Slope! I read the book! <laughs> Thank you! Thank you! So, I was reading uh, the... Blood, Sweat, and Pixels? Pixels? Yeah, Pixels. So, I'm, I'm, I'm through Diablo. I'm through the one after... There's a chapter in Shovel Knight that's really good, Tony. Yeah, I, I can't... Yeah, I can't... So, I got, I got through the Diablo 3 chapter, which was interesting, because that's like the first game that i like i you haven't finished it yet no no i haven't finished it i don't know why i just i keep like doing little i think chapters i finished then, it in the first like the week like first I, it's really good i just keep like i keep reading them in nice sections and i put it down like i did start the next section which is i don't remember i forget yes. what follows diablo 3 but uh, i'm halfway through i know that it's just um and there it is a quick read i mean you can get through the sections really quick uh but diablo the reading about diablo 3 and that whole we were talking about like um uh the slippery slope uh and and how they built the auction house behind uh, which controversially may or may not have had good intentions or bad intentions. We can call it like it is. But, uh, like, they talked about what, the way that game came out and what their plans were for that game. And, it, first of all, Slippery Slope, in terms of, like I said, putting that auction house in the game was a terrible idea. And they even realized that three, like, what was it? What did they fix that game? Reaper of Souls came out a year or two after, two years after? Well, yeah, but they changed the auction house way before that, I think. No, it was, auction house no, went away... Just before, Souls, the week before was, Reaper of Souls. It was the update before Reaper of Souls came oh, out. okay, I'm sorry. So yeah. they, because, and all that, because it yeah. was so integrated into the system, they, they were, it was amazing, like, the guy that took over that game. Uh, first of all, the guy that left, they weren't even allowed to interview for the book. The Blizzard wouldn't allow that. Uh, hmm. Yeah. So the guy that took over was able to interview and talk about the fact that, you know, he worked on Diablo 3 quite a bit. With, he was doing the console game. 
Uh, I don't want to tell the whole chapter, but it's just really good. But he was working on the console game when he when he decided to take over as the lead director for Diablo 3. And the amount of shit show that it was at that point in time and the amount of craziness they went through, uh, he ended up just wearing down, like, they basically wore down Blizzard's uh, higher-ups about getting rid of the auction house, because that was a tough thing to do at first, because of the money-making side of it. Uh, and it, it wasn't really written like that. But you can I don't kind of, think they play that up at all. I got, I got that inferred from it, but, I mean, it wasn't written that way. But I got it from, like, he mentioned the fact that, like, he was afraid to bring it up in the meeting, and then he, like, basically just said, why don't we get rid of the auction house altogether? And the guy's like, I think that's a good idea at this point. Let's do that. You know, that's essentially what he said. So, I mean, it, it talks about, like, I'm just thinking about Slippery Slopes as in terms of, like, you want to make a sequel to a game that's grander and grander and then yet also have, like, budgets. And we're talking about AAA games and how expensive those are and how long they take to make. This game was 10 years in the making, and they basically were... Their eyes were too big for their stomachs, and that's what happened with Diablo 3. So it's like... I don't know. I'm just worried about Slippery Slopes, because, like, I've read that with Diablo 3, and now it's coming into Destiny 2... Uh, and it's the same idea. I think I see it's the same with idea. Destiny One. <laughs> yeah, it came right, in right it's worse with Destiny. 2. Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing is yeah. this. Is I don't I think it's to. worse. I think it's the same right now, but it, it's still a slope that you have. The to shaders fight. thing was that. not part of Diablo uh, Destiny One. What? what what kind of you were using uh, the shaders? Like pay, pay to pay to get anything was there in Destiny One? So you can get, you um, get a whole bunch of shit with emotes. Okay, right. Is there more or less in Destiny Two? There's less right now. What? Because there's really? not as much. Shaders? Yeah, absolutely. In Destiny One, there's way more because there's just way more content. But right no, no, now, no, I'm just saying what they are planning. Like, yeah, okay. So like, wait, but the same section. You don't think they're gonna over monetize Destiny Two compared to Destiny One? No, I'm saying right now we're we're starting off small, like, but right. it's, not, it's gonna grow bigger than what Destiny I One. I right, so not, it's going to get worse. It's we going to. This. Okay, Absolutely. thank you. That's, it's it's only smaller because there's less items. That's all. It's 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 just that's more. That's what I just said. But it's more. <laughs> but it, it's covering more categories now. Okay. It is. Uh, yes, it's, yes, it's, it's going to get bigger. <laughs> it's covering more categories, which means it's already bigger in my mind. So, I mean, that's that's the thing. So, I don't know. I, it's a great book, though. Again, that's why I've, I mean, I read that. I've read two chapters, actually. Um, I can't remember what the other chapter is. Shoot. Damn it. Uh, oh, oh, Halo Wars. Halo Wars. Halo Wars. That was four. Start of Valley, I was done with. Um, that was a great, cha- great chapter. Diablo 3, uh, and then uh, Halo Wars. Uh, so I'm still halfway through that chapter. I'm not done with that yet, but um, so and well, I really it's, do it's a, really great. To there's create. no Bioware one in that, or was there? They have a Mass Effect chapter. It's at the end. No, it's it's, it's not Mass Effect. It's Dragon Age. Oh, it's Dragon oh, Age. I, I thought it was Mass Effect Andromeda. They don't. No, too, too soon Andromeda. for that. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought he had Andromeda. Okay, it's in the last position. chapter is uh is a game that never came out. 1313. Okay. Star Wars 1313. Oh, yes, yeah. the Bounty Hunter yeah. game. Uh, and then, the, yeah, he does have Inquisition. That's Chapter 6. That's right after I love Halo this Wars. one quote. Is in the, in the, the, uh, just, it's not really a spoiler. Just this one quote, guys. Like, think, the thing you think is happening is not happening. That's all he says. And this, you'll one? get the context of that like when you uh, read okay. the book. But <laughs> this is so funny because it's like, what you think is happening here is not happening. Yeah. Did you guys see... Uh, I, I posted in Slack. I don't know if you guys saw, but um, he... Jason Schreier posted like a mini blog because people were asking him about, um, you know, his book and, and stuff like that. And he's like, "This is why video games cost as much." And just related to like what we're yeah, we're he talks about, about that right away. Like yeah. he says, like this is the model, and this like with the Obsidian's game, yeah, like, ten thousand ten thousand dollars a month, right? Was it what that's per person. Per, per person per person per yeah. person. So like, I mean, games which we talk about like require. It's not like dozens anymore. It's hundreds. Like 
these triple the Shovel Knight chapter is really good though especially oh my god the yeah. Shovel Knight, so. yeah I want to I want to get to that I can't wait I'm going to get through this book I'll probably bear down and get through that for, for next week but uh, yeah. yeah I mean I, I played a little Mario Rabbids um, just again I'm taking that in the same almost the same approach as this book I'm, I'm taking it in small chunks uh like the story-wise, there's nothing, in mean, you know, immediately great about the story for it. It's just it's quirky, it's zany, but I, I have fun with it because it's Mario inside of like an XCOM-style game. So, um, you know, I heard I heard World Three is a pain in the ass, and that's where I might get people got frustrated with World Three. Hmm. So I'm gonna get there soon. So I'm a little bit, yeah, a little bit. I'm wondering. So, anyways, uh, that's really it. Besides Destiny Two, I've played Destiny Two, and you know, like I said, I like the game. I just don't see why if you don't haven't played Destiny before, you're gonna play this now. That's all. That's all I meant before. So, um, anyway, so I, I don't see, disagree with that. I don't see the point of why. Okay, whatever. We don't can we, that. Can we not? Can we, we table the Destiny yes, talk till yes, maybe yeah. next week? I'm just, yeah. I'm, I just threw that out there. I wholeheartedly disagree, and like Jim can, like we all have our own opinions. So yeah. All right. So that's gonna wrap up episode 362. Uh, write us podcast at allgeek.net. Let us know what you think of Destiny 2 if you're playing or not buying it. Uh, let me know why. Let us know why. Because I would like to c- t- talk to Corey about why. I want to know if you've never played Destiny. We're done you, with this, Jim. Are you interested? We're done. Just email us. Let us know, listeners. I'm talking to the listeners now, Corey. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the listeners. Listeners and viewers. Write us on. Write us that a comment during the um, the video, YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, write a comment for it. Um, follow us on Twitter as well. You can tweet at us about it. Uh, we want to know what you think. Um, tune in next week. We're going to do the fall preview. I, I'm sorry we didn't get to it. We did this last time. We just, time-wise, we have time, though, this time, so we're okay. Uh, we'll get to it next week. Uh, TGS News next week as well. Uh, MovieCast again next week, so tune in. Thanks for watching and listening, and Zombie. I'm saying Zombie Dragon, but it's Zombie.